You are now listening to the Stop on the Corner podcast with Nick and Chris. Episode two, bitches. We made it. What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Stop on the Corner podcast. My name is Nick alongside my Kujin Chris. Yeah, How's the snow out there in Delaware? Uh, we got, we got about an inch. We, we didn't get that much. I don't think we were supposed to get that much. I know down south of Delaware, where my girlfriend's sister lives, they're getting crushed right now. I just, I've got to be honest, I just wasted my time shoveling for like a half hour. I'm hoping <laughs> somebody knocks on my door and asks if they want to just shovel it for like 20 bucks because I'll, I'll pay it. If I would have known, I would have came over. 20 bucks, <laughs> is 20 bucks. <laughs> Let's, uh, why don't we get started and we'll tell everyone who our favorite teams are. Okay. I'm sure people might want to know that, like what teams we root for. And then I know people always say, oh, you know, I'm a diehard fan of this team. I'm a diehard fan of this team. I don't really believe that it's possible to be a diehard fan of more than two teams. So I want you to tell me your favorite teams and then tell me the two teams you care about the most. And then I'll tell mine and then I'll explain the story of how I became a Panthers fan because people always ask me and I just want to like put it to rest. Okay. So go ahead. All right. So obviously we're both from South Philly. So I am four for four across the board, Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers. I'm I mainly focus Eagles and Phillies. Baseball is my first love. I figured that. I figured that. It's my first love. Like I'm I got the Eagles stuff on now, but baseball is my absolute first love. And 2008 was probably the greatest year of my life. Um, You know, I mainly focus on that. I'm not, I was more into hockey. You know, but the Flyers suck right now, and they're really kind of killing my joy. And you they know, do the I, same thing every year. They always start out hot, and then I don't yeah, know what happens. But I mean, I do enjoy hockey, and I do watch it. And there's nothing. There's only one sport that can come close to NHL playoffs, and that's the NFL playoffs. And that's just one done. But as far as you know, playoffs, NHL's got one of the best playoff series ever. So that and basketball, I pay attention to not as much as I do the other sports, but. I do pretty much know, you know, the gist of everything, but I am mostly Eagles and Phillies. All right. Uh, I'm pretty much a fan of every team in Philly except for the Eagles. I'm a Panthers fan. Obviously, everyone knows Phillies, Sixers, Flyers. I enjoy watching soccer, so, like, I like rooting for, like, AC Milan, and I like – I enjoy the Premier League, so, like, I'll pull for Tottenham, but I'm – Sure, if like the European fans heard me say that, be like, "Oh, you're a plastic fan. You can't be a fan of two teams." I don't really care. I don't <laughs> like follow the thing like like that much. Like the two teams I really care about the most is the Panthers and Phillies. You know, I was I was originally like a Phillies fan the most when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but you can only watch a team lose for so much, and you kind of like just I don't know. Most losses in professional sports, they're over yeah, ten thousand losses. <laughs> I seen this stat where they were like. They've been around for what, like a hundred years, and they've been to the playoffs like fourteen times. Eighteen eighty-three, I believe, was their first that, year. That is that is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> fourteen times in over like a hundred, hundred something years, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. That's <laughs> how I feel every year when it's about to be October, and I just realize they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, we want but, that red October so bad. Yeah, it's it's been what. Over 10 years, 11 years, maybe? Yeah, uh, 2011 was the last time we made the playoffs. I, I don't even know if I was allowed to drink, but the last time they uh, went to the playoffs. Uh, that's right. You were a couple years younger than me. But... <laughs> I, remember, I remember being at the championship parade, shit-faced in the middle of Broad Street, Broadham Packer, shit-faced. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story um, about that. Remember they were giving out those free tickets to be inside Citizens Bank? Yeah. The, so somebody gave me two random tickets and I was with like 15 people. So I wasn't going to ditch them to go in there. And uh, so I tried selling them on the street. So I was like 20 bucks for, for the pair. Like you go into the, and the guy was like, ain't they free? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. He was like, well, why are you selling them? I was like, do you got a pair? And he was like, no, I was like 20 bucks. They're all yours. And he was like, get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the way I became a Panthers fan, I guess I should tell people, because people always ask me, whenever they meet me, they're always like, oh, you're from Philly. Why are you a Panthers fan? How is that possible? But you're from Philly. Well, when I was a kid, my dad always used to take me and my family. We would go to Florida originally. Like, we went to Disney World, and we knew people in Florida. And we would drive there every year. Mm-hmm. And like the midway point is the Carolinas. And, like, 
lot of times we would stay, you know, at a hotel or whatever, like halfway in the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Eventually we stopped going to Florida and just started going to North Carolina. And like, I remember it was like one summer, it was like we were in the gas station and my dad just like got me a Kerry Collins hat. I, I know it's embarrassing because Kerry <laughs> Collins, Kerry Collins, he, he faded out really bad. But at the time, like when you're a kid and like your dad buys you a hat at the gas station, you think it's like the coolest thing ever. Right. And then eventually he bought me like a book with like Kevin Green on the front. It had all this like info about them. And we went in August. So it was when the preseason games were going on. So it was like the first real like exposure I had to football that I was able to understand as young as I was. Cause all I cared about before that was Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. Right. So I kind of just latched onto it and it hasn't really left my, like left me like around for like the first six, seven years, it was hard to keep up. Cause obviously you can't watch all the games unless you have Sunday ticket. Eventually in 03, my dad got Sunday ticket and I've been watching them ever since. So. And yeah. 03 was a good year to be a Panthers fan too. It was. Yeah. Jake. Delamy. Haven't seen too much success since then, but that was a good. Well, that was a good. You had, a Bowl, you had another Super Bowl appearance in between then and now. Yeah, unfortunately, lost that as well. We're over <laughs> two right now. Yeah, over two. Well, guess what? I mean, the Eagles were over two before they won their first. Yeah, actually, no, they were over three. No, two. That was yeah, two because they went to the Raiders and the Patriots. Yeah, right? Raiders and the Patriots. Yeah, and then we won our third one. Hey, third time's a charm. Yeah, hopefully. Is there? <laughs> do you have any college teams that you're a fan, fan of? Um, I know you're more into college sports than I am. My like my dad like had I kind of like grew up on Joe Pa and was like in the Penn State, but I'm not like really diehard. Like I enjoy watching the SEC games, mm-hmm. and like I'll kind of pull for LSU. Like I'm, I'm I don't really have like a set team, but I have a, teams that I enjoy watching. Like I used to really enjoy watching USC. Mm-hmm. They fell off a little bit, but now they have Lincoln Riley and like a bunch of recruits are coming there, so they might be good again. Yeah. But those are the teams I like kind of enjoy watching. I don't really have a favorite team, but I would prefer to watch those teams. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big college sports fan. You know, for football, I do enjoy watching LSU. And uh like they've always kind of been the team I've been drawn towards a little bit. And uh I know my cousin and I got a few friends that are Michigan fans. So like for them, like I would along with Michigan. Uh I've had family that were Penn State fans, but I just Nothing gives me greater joy than watching Penn State fold. And, like, they hired that. Fake Why do you hate Penn State? I so? hate Penn State. And then they got this this fraud, James Franklin, who's an absolute He is fraud. a bad coach. He and and coach. I told people, I'm like, Penn State isn't going to win anything as long as he's here. And they just gave him a 10-year extension. Yeah. That's all right. Enjoy purgatory because they stink. I'm not even exaggerating, but I think I'm pretty sure I saw in a game one time him call a quarterback draw on like fourth and five or something. I got like fourth and ten. It looked like Joe Judge was calling his plays. Yeah, (laughs) he looked like he looks like the bad guy that was from the Marvel movies. That he was a he was in Shield, but he was a secret Hydra agent. Remember that he was on the elevator with Captain America. Oh my God! Yes, he does. He looks dead like him. He looks exactly like him. Yeah, dead like him. So that's who I always compare him to. But yeah, so like in college basketball, I kind of, I kind of like Michigan State. I don't know. There's something about Tom Izzo that Spartans. I, yeah, the Spartans. Yeah, <laughs> that I've always, you know, there's like a little draw to Michigan State. I don't know what it is, but uh, do you just like Spartans? Well, I'll tell you what I think a part of it is. So I went to Roman Catholic High School, and our colors are purple and gold, and the Spartan helmet was our symbol. So I think that kind of plays into the LSU and Michigan State love because uh, LSU is purple and gold. I think it's just some underlying, you know, frequency and love. I mean, I'm not a Vikings fan at all. I hate the Vikings. But um, What about the USC Trojans? Oh, you don't God. like Trojans? They're – yeah, I never like Trojans. Not this even podcast like... has been sponsored by Trojan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Unless Trojan wants to sponsor us, you could send us some dough. And we'll use that dough to get Antonio Brown back on. Oh my God. <laughs> a little kumbaya with Antonio Brown and Trojan. <laughs> I don't know if, Tro- if Trojan wants to be affiliated with Antonio Brown. Yeah, probably not. But uh, speaking of football, we got the, the conference championship games this weekend. Who are you liking this week, Nick? Well, the first I think the first game is what the Bengals and Chiefs at three o'clock. I think so, yeah. I gotta be honest, as far as like predictions, I think that like before the game when like the warm-ups are happening, mm-hmm. I think like Jackson Mahomes is gonna like see Joe Barrow and just be like, Hey, Joey, good luck out there. And I, I don't I don't he's gonna look like 
it doesn't like, you know, distract him too much, but I think it's going to like take his attention. It's going to distract him a little bit. It may throw him off a little bit and you may see a couple of turnovers from Joe Burrow. Uh, I just want to clarify also that I don't think Jackson Mahomes is going to be like walking by him. This will take place like right after a TikTok. Oh. And he'll, have, he'll have his back turned to Burrow. And when he turns around, he sees him and he's like, oh, hey, you know, good luck, Joey. And I think it's going to throw him off a little bit. So I think, you know, the Chiefs are probably going to come out on top. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to be a little thrown off. The defense is probably going to overpower that offensive line. Yeah, and, uh, I, I see it the same way. I have it. What did I say? I think I have it 37-24 Chiefs. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I know the overs are, are, are on the betting lines are, are flying high. I think it's over 54 and a half now or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't see the Bengals being able to stop the Chiefs at all. I think the Bengals will get their points, but it, I think it's going to be tough for them to keep up. I mean, the, the Bills had the number one defense in football this year. And, you know, as we discussed in the last pod, we've seen the way the Chiefs have gone through, went through that defense like they were Swiss cheese. So I think, I think the Bengals have a hard time keeping up. So I got a 37-24 Chiefs. I think it's a little surprising that the line is like minus, it started out minus seven and now it's like minus seven and a half. I don't know. Are they trying to tell us that maybe like the Chiefs are going to cover that? I don't yeah. know. When the lines get over seven, I, I, I said, like, you know what, if it's that high, I'm going money line. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll parlay it, you know, make some money, but um, I'm not touching any, anything that's over seven and a half. I don't even care if it, they were playing us. I would I would bet us plus seven and a half. Also, I just want to point out that uh, the Bengals players have been, like, pretty cocky this past week. I think, like, or at least, like, talking a little too much. I think Eli Apple, like, said something about who's been talking about, like, New Orleans and stuff. <laughs> And he's saying, like, it's the smelliest city and they have, like, the worst food. And somebody's like, you're talking bad about the voodoo capital of the world right before yeah. the Bengals' biggest game. Joe Barrow's like, oh, uh, SEC stadiums are way louder than Arrowhead. Like, you know, like, I'll be all good or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 a, little, it's a little cocky. I don't think you guys have ever been to Arrowhead in a championship game in the playoffs. Yeah, probably. Definitely, well, they haven't been. But I, I can see Joe Barrow's point there. I mean, all they have down there is SEC football. Like, they don't really care for their professional teams as much as they do SEC football. And you're talking about 100,000 rowdy college kids. Like, yeah, that's pretty loud. New Orleans is the dirtiest, smelliest city and has the worst food ever. It's that swine and crawfish that's killing your brains. (laughs) (laughs) Eli Apple's a fucking ass anyway. He is talking crazy right now. I just hope he's – I just hope he's ready to cover – the Chiefs receivers, because I don't think he can. Yeah, honestly. I don't think any of them are covering the Chiefs receivers. I mean, you might be able to lock up Nicole Hardman, but Tyreek Hill. I don't know. He runs 4-2 speed, too. Yeah, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are just going to do what they want. The so Legion I, is doomed. They're all fast as hell. Yeah, they are. That's that's the team that Al Davis wanted to build. What the Chiefs are, yeah. what Al Davis wanted to build. When he drafted Darius Hayward Bay, you remember that? <laughs> that was one of them moves. <laughs> Darius That's how guys like him scout players. They just look at the scouting report and they're like, well, what can he do? Yeah. Can he catch? Definitely. Can he run routes? He's really fast. All right, I want him. Yeah. That's not good enough. No, definitely not. Um, and then we have the Rams and the Niners, which it, I honestly think it could go either one of the best championship games we've ever seen or one of the absolute worst. Like this yeah. could turn out to be like that Rams Patriots Super Bowl that was an absolute snooze fest. Yeah. I, th- I think the Rams pull away. I think the Niners keep it close. And I think once we get into the late third, early fourth quarter, the Rams just start to pull away. The 49ers just don't have the firepower. Yeah, I, I agree. I I mean, the only way the Niners are going to win the game is if they're, like, playing hard defense and keeping it, like, low scoring, controlling yeah. the clock. I mean, Jimmy G, your quarterback, it's – he's just not – not good that, enough that's the right it. sound for Jimmy G. Jimmy this is not Garoppolo is Italian for garbage. Yeah. That's, that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Every time he throws the football, it's just not it's not good football. Like 
and people were up in arms all week about him and they're just like oh uh you know people are saying like they're winning with him but not because of him and then people are getting mad about it and it's like true so like i don't know if he can keep up with matt stafford the guy i don't even know if he had a, he didn't score a touchdown last week did he who at garoppolo yeah no yeah he was like 11 for 23, 140 yards and an interception. And this is – I mean, I know they just beat them, so I don't know. Maybe they have their number. It's it's going to be the defense because the Rams' offense looks really, like, you know, on fire right now. They were crisp last week. Oh, except for the fumbles, they were pretty crisp last week. Yeah, I don't know how they didn't blow out the Bucs. They kept them in that game. but the, Because they kept turning the ball over. Yeah, the, the goofy turnovers. But if they can just not do that, I mean, I, I don't see how the Niners can win this game. Yeah, and I don't know why you're running Cam Akers the way you are last week. You know, and Sonny Michelle's had a pretty decent year. But, you know, Cam Akers coming off a torn Achilles, he's back in six months. And yeah. they're running him all crazy like that. Like, he, he would have been getting less touches after that first fumble. You know, to yeah. allow him to fumble it again, you know, and under two minutes in in the minus side of the field, that's, that's something that can't happen. Yeah. yeah. Cannot happen. But uh, I got it. I'm going to say 23-13 Rams. So I think we're going to have a Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl, which I think would be the better Super Bowl. I think the Rams, the way it should go, but who knows? You never know the way the NFL fucking works. I think the Rams should win like 35 to, uh, I'll say like 17 or something like that, or 20. I could see who knows? Maybe the way the NFL goes, maybe it'll be like closer than that. Like maybe 20, 20 to seventeen. Maybe I, I, I would not. Be, I would not be surprised if the Chiefs game is a blowout. If the NFL doesn't tell the refs to keep keep that to be a close game, so both championship games are not blowouts. Yeah, I, and it's it's going to be hard. To, what if that game is like really just a shootout? And then the next thing you know, you're watching the Niners game and Jimmy G's just throwing picks. Yeah. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. And then you just <laughs> want to change the channel. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll be hopping on Xbox earlier than we expected. Uh, yeah, we'll probably be playing Warzone very soon. <laughs> oh, man. It, 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 should, it should be a good weekend. I'm hoping for a good weekend. I mean, it's going to be tough to top them from last weekend, but – I'm hoping. I would love for both of them to be shootouts. That'd be yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, we never I, get that though. No, so, like, no, never. You normally get one or the other. Yeah. So I know you got a, a bone to pick with the baseball writers. Oh, uh, do I have a bone to pick? Well, first off, I got a problem with the whole process to begin with. I don't think it should be up to just media members to elect who gets into the whole thing. Now, personally, I've always believed that, you know, it should be a combination of media writers and ex-players. That's who I feel like. And I, I know they had the Veterans Committee and the Veterans Committee, you know, if you come off the ballot after 10 years, then it's up to the Veterans Committee to vote you in. But I feel like you, you have the Baseball Museum, which is a Baseball Hall of Fame. It tells the story of the history of baseball. And then that Hall of Fame, you do not have the all-time hits leader nor the all-time home runs leader. I get why Pete Rose is in or not in, and I think once he passes on, then they'll posthumously put him into the Hall of Fame. I don't yeah, think just like they did China in WWE. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> think they want him to benefit from autographing things. Pete Rose hit King. Hall of Fame 20, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't think they yeah. want him to profit from that. So I think once he passes on, eventually he will get in. You know, gambling on baseball is one thing. You know, as far as bonds, all the evidence is there that he took steroids except for a positive test. He's never tested positive. I mean, he blew up like a balloon. But, yeah. I mean, and it's glaringly obvious but you don't have the hard evidence. Yeah. And not for nothing, the commissioner at the time, Bud Seeley, turned a blind eye to all of that that was going on because baseball was a sinking sport. After the strike in 94, the ratings in baseball were in the toilet. 
what saved baseball was Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's home run chase in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I remember that season vividly. I remember tuning in to Cubs games and Cardinals games because the two of them were just smashing homers all over the place. I mean, McGuire ended the season with 70 and Sosa had 66. To omit guys who were Hall of Famers before us. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before all of that. Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer before all of that. Rafael Palmeiro is a was a Hall of Famer. You know these guys are Hall of Famers. They were had great careers. They weren't doing steroids their whole career. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't blame these guys. Like if I if I'm out there doing steroids and I'm hitting seventy home runs a game, and you're over there going, "Well, this guy's getting all the money, all the notoriety, and he's cheating." I know he's cheating. You're going to say, "Well, screw this. I'm cheating too." For the baseball writers to stick their nose in the air and say they're not getting in. We have control is absolute bullshit. I think you should have elected members through the decades. You should have guys from the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, 2010s that are in the hall of fame, maybe three guys from each era and a handful of writers, you know, maybe like your Ken Rosenthal's, your John Morosi's, um, Tim Kirkjins, like all those guys that are, you know, national baseball writers. And that should be determining how you get into the Hall of Fame. To omit these guys from the Hall of Fame, you know, steroids or not, cheating or not. If everybody's doing it, it's not cheating. It just leveled the playing field. That's all it is. Also, didn't David Ortiz just get elected and didn't he do steroids? I don't know. I don't think he ever had a positive test. I don't think Ortiz was definitely on the juice too, but I don't, he never had a positive test. But Poppy was always big, too. But, like, Matty Ramirez, he had positive tests. He's not in. A-Rod, he had positive tests. He's not in. Like, yeah. what this is allowing, like, you only have one guy going into the Hall of Fame. Now, you'll have veterans committees. You'll have Raiders and stuff like that. But, like, you're going to have nobody in Cooperstown. You're going to have people from Boston and Cooperstown when he gets in. And, and that's it. Like, you're not doing anything to garner – people to the Hall of Fame, to Cooperstown, to to the history of baseball. And I think it's an absolute joke of a system. These writers are pompous, and I think they're ruining the Hall of Fame and the great game of baseball, and I can't stand it. And they should absolutely change the requirements of who gets to vote for Hall of Famers. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. What do you got? You got anything that's grinding your gears lately? I uh, I got a bone to pick with this guy, Jeff Legwold. Okay. Whoever this, whoever this idiot is, he made a final rookie rankings top 10 for the NFL. And I'm going to read the, the top 10 and then tell you how what I think about it and why it's so wrong. Like, okay. what, where has, was, what website was this on? Was this a, like a national? I've seen this on Twitter. Okay. But I'm thinking this is like one of those. I don't know if this is one of those like PFF morons. Okay. But yeah, he's got Michael Parsons at number one. Okay. Michael. Mac, Mac Jones at number two. Wait, for Sean Slater? Huh? Who'd you say at number two? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yes, Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones is number two. I I don't understand how he became number two on this list at all. Uh, number three, Rashawn Slater. I agree with okay. number four, Creed Humphrey, number five, Jamar Chase, number six, Kyle Pitts, number seven, Patrick Sertain, the second, number eight, Jalen Waddell, number nine, Jeremiah Owuzu Koromoa, the linebacker on the Browns, uh-huh. and then number 10, Javon Holland, the safety on the Dolphins. I don't understand how Mac Jones made it to the set to number two on this list and how Jamar Chase is number five. That makes like no sense to me at all because Marchese should probably be number one, if anything. I don't even think Parsons should be one. Uh, Parsons had a great year. And coming from an Eagles fan, Michael Parsons absolutely, he was just all over the place. Jamar Jamar Chase and what he did as a rookie receiver. Yeah. Like, I I understand there's still good receivers on the team, but rookie receivers don't do that kind of stuff. And he's he's still like. Jalen Waddle should be higher too. Who? Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle had a great year. Yeah, I agree. Rashawn, the fact that Rashawn Slater is lower than Mac Jones. Rashawn Slater was like second team all pro. He was actually one of the best like left tackles in the league this year. 
And I kind of wish we would have drafted him in Carolina, but like Matt Rule said, his his arms were too short. He he saw him more as a guard. <laughs> but the best part about it was this idiot actually drafted a left tackle in the third round with shorter arms than Rashawn Slater. And <laughs> well, Rashawn Slater was then second team All Pro. I left that. That reminds me of like when the Eagles took Jalen Rager over over um, Justin Jefferson because they wanted a speed guy, but Justin Jefferson ran a faster forty time. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, I think I also heard like a reason that like uh, he Jefferson was like in the slot a lot, but then he said like he sees Rieger as in the slot. It's like that that makes no sense. But uh that's yeah, first ever pod. Creed Humphrey is number four. Creed Humphrey's been a really good center on the, yeah. on the he's gonna be he's gonna be a top five center for years to come. I think if anything, Mac Jones should drop from like number two to, to like 10. maybe six or seven. I don't like know. 10. I would take all those guys and their contributions to their team. I would like, and I would like to just say something to Patriots fans about Mac Jones because the media has been like blowing this guy up all year, acting like the Patriots are winning because of him. When really it's the defense that's been like carrying, he hasn't really been doing much. They're like, Oh my God, he's the next Tom Brady. I just, I don't know how else to say this, but he's never going to be the next Tom Brady. Brady's gone. Josh Allen owns that division now. It's yeah. their time. The dynasty days are over. I don't know. I know it's hard to like realize that. And I know people are probably going to be like, oh, you're just bitter because Cam Newton was on the Patriots last year and he wasn't good and they cut him for Matt Jones. No, because he's not even the best rookie quarterback. No. Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are probably going to have better careers and they're more talented. If anything, you probably should have fucking drafted Davis Mills because I think he looked better at, at one point than Mac Jones. You would have been better off drafting Davis Mills. And you wouldn't have had to waste a first round pick on Mac Jones. It's just, and, I mean, Mac, Mac Jones had a good year. I don't think he had a better average. year. He's average. He's for, fat for, for cousins. For, That's what he, he is. He did exactly what they asked him to do. Uh, I think he had a good year for a rookie. You know, he didn't have a ton of weapons. They had a great running game. I mean, they had three backs. They had Ramondre Stevenson. They had Damian Harris and. The third back, I'm drawing a blank on him, but they had three backs in rotation. You know, it's they he did exactly what they asked him to do. They went on a good run, but he was not a bigger contributor to that team than a lot of those other guys. So I don't have a problem with Mac Jones being on that list, but I think he's more in the eight, nine, ten category. Yeah, I don't either. I just think number two is a little yeah, number number two is number two is absolutely insane. That's the media just pushing that narrative that they they want to believe that he's the next Tom Brady so bad and they try and push it on you. Because yeah. when they come out of the drift, you got Mel Kuyper. He's like, you know, oh, Todd, Todd, Todd. This guy, he processes information so well. He's so good. And then McShay's like, yeah, uh, he just processes information so well. That's what they say for guys that, like, can't throw far. And right. they're like, you know, not well, – kind of like what they're, they're like, doing yeah, with Jalen Hurts right now. Jalen Hurts yeah. is going about, like, all his intangibles and stuff like that. You know, but on strength. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty confident in Jalen Hurts' ability to improve and get better. We'll we'll discuss that you know later on you know maybe when it's coming around the time of the draft we'll talk about our teams and stuff like that. Yeah, I just I just think Mac Jones is just yeah. a a, chub, a chubbier, worse version of Kirk Cousins. I really do. Like he's <laughs> average. He, I I just, he, he's just he's just average, and I think he's always going to be average. Like Josh Allen's the guy now, and you just got to deal with that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Keep building that defense. Try and shut him down, and maybe Mac Jones will play well enough. They're like oh. He don't have any receivers. Well, you spent over two hundred mil in free agency on offensive weapons, so I don't want to hear any fun. Well, they, they, their big free agent signing him on the offensive side was Nelson Aguilar. So I don't know. I mean, they signed two tight ends who were like really good. Yeah, they signed uh, Hunter Henry and Janu Smith and Janu Smith, and they made a big deal out of it. And then all of a sudden, when you you know you lose in the playoffs, oh well, we got to get more weapons around this kid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely think they, they, they how, they, how wasn't that the case last year? That wasn't the case last year. You blame the quarterback, but now you want to blame the weapons. Well, uh, I think, I think, I think they definitely need more outside help. I don't think, you know, Nelson Aguilar and two tight ends are going to be. Nelson Aguilar is good. <laughs> <sighs> Nelson Aguilar, this is Nelson Aguilar going deep. As soon as the ball hits his hands. Right, like, just like that. That's exactly what his hands sound like. It's like that. <laughs> All right. We're going to play a little game called One Gotta Go. I'm going to present four options, and we're going to decide which one's got to go. Nick is going to present four options, and we're going to decide which one's going to go. And we're going to have some fun with this one. 
You want to leave right. you off, Nick? I'm going to start off with four things. Pizza, pasta, tacos, and wings. You tell me what you would get rid of. So this one's not as hard for me. I'm, really? We're, I'm, we're Italian, so pizza and pasta are absolutely staying. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 they're not going nowhere. They're safe. Tacos can go. Mm. And tacos can go hands down. I have no problem with never eating a taco ever again. Although in my house, we have Taco Tuesday every week because it's one of the few foods that my girlfriend's kids will actually eat. Mm. I've given us a hard time. So you have Taco Tuesdays. But pizza, I'll eat pizza like a dog. I'll eat it till I throw up. And then like after I throw dog. up, we'll eat some more. Like pasta is just too delicious to let go. And yeah, tacos can and wings. How, how can you hate wings? There's so many different flavors of wings. I love a good taco. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to have to actually agree with you on this one because uh, pizza pasta, obviously, you have to keep. Yeah. I mean, people might call us fake Italians and then just be like, oh, what do you eat at the Olive Garden? And, uh, yeah, wings, I just... I don't care what people say. I love boneless wings. I'll just I love boneless wings too. Are, are you a wings. drum or a flat guy? I'm a flat guy. Uh, I'm drums. Drums are the way it's to go. Just, they're, they're perfectly designed to eat. I don't know. I just I feel like I'm just doing too much work biting into a drum. It's really? just like I feel like, like I'm working a flat. Yeah, I, I don't know. You got to break the one bone off and you suck on the meat off of that and toss that to the side. I enjoy boneless wings because like people. I see people eating like regular wings and they're like, their fingers are filthy. This is what you can do when you have boneless wings. You grab a fork, you stick it in the wing, and then you dip it and then you bite it. It's that simple and it's delicious and I fucking love it. So, blue cheese or ranch? Oh, ranch. That People who eat blue cheese are cereal killers. So I only eat blue cheese with- You're a cereal killer. <laughs> with, with, buff, with buffalo salt. Like if I have buffalo wings- Okay, I could see that. I could see but that. like all the flavor wings, it's ranch. Yeah, if it's like honey barbecue with blue cheese, then you yeah, yeah, no. Now, listen, if you want real psychopathic behavior, my girlfriend eats her wings with sour cream. That I've actually never heard of that. Yeah, so she <laughs> threw that and she was like, It's so good, you gotta try it. And I'm like, Absolutely not. Absolutely, I like putting sour cream on like tacos and fajitas. I, I never tried it with wings before. Yeah. I did try it, it's not bad, but it's not like, Oh, I gotta have sour cream with my wings. And you got to see the waitress's face. Like if we're out to eat and she orders wings, it's but kind of a side of sour cream with that. And they're like, did you mean blue cheese? Like, no, sour cream. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little out of control. All right. So now for my four. So one of these fan bases have to go. The teams or the fan bases? Uh, the teams along with their fan bases. Okay. Okay. So the Yankees. The Lakers, Alabama, or the Cowboys? Yes! <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I'm not going to say the Lakers. They don't really bother me too much. Uh, some Lakers fans I hate. I know, we, I know we have friends that are Lakers fans, and I fucking hate them. <laughs> oh, wait, are we still, are we still recording? Are we still no, recording? no, 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 we're good. Cool. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, Cowboys don't bother me either because they freaking stink and they never win anything. So it's like they them losing is enough to like not be bothered. Uh, probably Bama. I would say Alabama actually yeah. because they just win so much and it's just annoying. It's ruining college football and I'm sick of seeing Nick Saban's face. You know, every time you know these players in this program we're trying to do what we can. I don't know. I just I'm I'm sick of watching it and uh yeah Bama because. I would like to see someone else win in college football. Yeah. Yankees are also in the same category, I guess, as the Cowboys. Like, they got their 27 rings, they all say. Yeah. But, like, they don't really yeah. make it to the World Series anymore. You know how many they've won since, like, 1979? They beat us, like, what, like, 11 years ago? But that's about it. Like, it's... Yeah. I mean, they, they won a couple in the 90s and in 2009. But I think, like, since 1980, they only have, like, five championships. Like yeah, a lot like, of their championships came in the 30s and 40s when New yeah. York was the it city and everybody went to go nowadays play. in present day time, like it's just bam every year, bam, bam, yeah. bam. It's, it's so, so my mine would be it's a trick question because if you're a fan of one base, you're 
But one team, you're a fan of all the teams. How many Yankee, Laker, Cowboy, Bama fans are there out there? A lot of them. So we could eliminate a lot of those frauds. But I personally <laughs> would probably get rid of the Lakers. They're, mm. they're very pompous. Are you sure you want to say that? Yes. Especially because we just. Are we still recording? Yes, we are still recording. And fuck the Lakers. I will keep the Cowboys around because I just enjoy that rivalry. I love, you know, getting into it with Cowboy fans. I, you know, I just – I don't think NFL football, for me personally, would be the same if watching the Cowboys go one and done every year in the playoffs that they're going to win it all and we them boys watching yeah. them fall flat on their face. It, with it their denim jorts. Yeah, with the denim jorts. <laughs> The Jordan 12s with, you know, the navy blue. The Flints and, and yeah. the, the, the blue uh, alternate jersey with, like, the yeah. – The star the on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Just watch, watch, watching them go down in flames. I just went off on a rant about the history of baseball. So, it, you can't have the history of baseball without the Yankees. So, you can't get rid of the Yankees. And, like I said, I don't pay much attention to college football, you know, except for the big-time games. So, you know, I definitely will keep, you know, Bama around. You know, as bad as they might be for college football, we've had, you know, some different winners, you know, in the past 10 years besides Bama. I mean, they've all been SEC teams pretty much. But, you know, I- I'm okay with Bama. Yeah. Um. All right, I want to talk about this Mahomes' wife incident or her his fiancé with the uh, champagne she sprayed over on the fans. Was it necessary? I mean, no. I think spraying spraying all that champagne is a waste, and I think a lot of people were mad if she wasted champagne. Maybe it would have been better if she, like, sprayed some Mountain Dew or something like that. I feel like, you know, wouldn't have been mad if they wasted that. And I think people in Kansas City probably like Mountain Dew, which, by the way, there's actually Taco Bell is making, like, a hard Mountain Dew. They're actually, like, boozing it up. There's, like, a a Baja Blast alcoholic drink from Taco, like Taco Bell. They have a they have like a Mountain Dew, like it's like a hard Mountain, like like a hard my car lemonade or whatever. Okay, so maybe she should have sprayed some of that. They probably would have liked that over in Kansas City. Well, um, I think the biggest problem with that was is the fact that they were in very cold temperatures, and then yeah. they were getting blasted with champagne from above, and they don't like kind of freezing their ass off. I don't think they like champagne. I think Mountain Dew is probably more their taste. I mean, me, me personally, me personally, I would probably enjoy being doused with like Arizona green tea or like a little Diet Pepsi. It's probably more of my style. Mm. So I don't know how you feel. What I would mean, you like? You, you could have shaken up a bottle of Tito's and, and poured that out. I mean, I would have been out there like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so you would have been you would have been happy for some Tito's just yeah. straight? Like, yeah, just, yeah, it was straight Tito's, yeah. Straight Tito's yeah, straight in the Tito's. cold? No mixer. Yeah, it, to get the to get the respect of her haters back, I think next time she should just like pour a glass of wine in a wine glass, sip it, you know, say cheers. Maybe we should all do that when our team scores at home. It maybe, is twenty twenty two, so you know, time. Maybe for what we should do is we should take Patrick Mahomes' fiance and his brother, handcuff them, throw them in the basement of Arrowhead Stadium, and leave them there. Until everybody's gone, I don't want to see no TikTok dances. I don't want to see her horse face all over the place. You know, if you're not going to sit there and enjoy the game and be cognizant of who you are and who you're representing, get in a bedroom. Well, that's a little that's a little excessive. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, there are a couple players on both teams that are playing tomorrow. I think. I think allegedly. They have done some violent things in the past, maybe some crimes. But I think when you ultimately spray champagne and do TikToks, that's where we draw the line. Yeah, no. Beat that's the shit out of somebody. Yeah, that's, uh, who, who doesn't want to beat the shit out of somebody? At least you acted out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not condoning violence. I'm not condoning violence. But, um, no, it's, it's just – it's inconsiderate. And when your fiancé and your brother are the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL – you know, the, probably the most recognizable face in the NFL at this point. You you got to watch what you do. 
And, you know, we've seen Jackson Mahomes getting some hot water earlier this year, you know, when he attacked a small business on social media. I mean, they absolutely yeah, I mean, roasted they, him. They, they both had their own sides of the story. Like, you don't know when something happens like that. It's like, it's all he say, she say. Like, you never know with stuff like that. I think no matter what they do at this point, they're already hated. So whatever happens on camera now, it's just going to get hate because they've already, like, buried themselves at this point. Yeah. So I don't think they could dig their way out of this. No, I mean, and I'm sure Patrick Mahomes' fiance is, you know, is a nice girl. And I'm sure she's, you know, she probably meant well in the champagne spray. But I think she's able to do whatever she wants because that's where the problem is. The problem. Did you see that? Did you see the TikTok? I didn't see the TikTok, but I seen the quote where she said, like, I feel like I should be able to do whatever I want without getting criticized. Like, I'm talking about this other TikTok, this one dude made no. crazy, crazy conspiracy theory, crazy theory. So he's like, he's like posting pictures of Mahomes' dad and him when he was a kid. Uh-huh. He's like, who's this guy in the background? That's his bookie. Pat Mahomes owes this guy money. Who's this guy working for? He's like the devil himself. That's El Chapo, brother. And so he's saying, uh, so-and-so this year, El Chapo took a business trip to Texas. Nine months later from that business trip, Brittany Mahomes was born. Brittany Mahomes is El Chapo's daughter. <laughs> and he's like, he's just, he's just, guard, he's getting all his money from his contract so he could pay, his dad could pay back El Chapo, brother. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> People love their conspiracy That is theories. the craziest thing I've ever seen yeah, in my they, life. They absolutely love their conspiracy theories. People are out of their minds. Like when I see shit like that, I watch it for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, that was just that was the funniest thing I heard. Awesome. I was like, "Oh, really? Okay." Uh, all right. So you feel better now? Feel a little better now. Okay. All right. So now we're going to get into our favorite segment. Gabagool or Gabafool. And here we go. So lead us off. Who's your Gabagool for the week? I'm going to start off. My Gabagool is this guy from Seattle. His name's. I don't know if I can say his name. I don't know if we can get in trouble for this. So I'll call him John. Okay. His last name begins with L. Shoplifter at a Seattle Target. He tried to take a 70-inch TV and was arrested. And the judge let him out, like, just let go of his bail, whatever. I guess, like, just, you know. He's been banned from this store for, for trying to steal 22 times in, like, three months. Now, that right there, that is perseverance. That yeah. is just like, you know, someone once told me when I was in LA Fitness to never give up. And his name is John C. And <laughs> when you try and take a TV that many times, or I don't even know if he was taking TVs, but he's got my respect. I mean, that's that takes a lot to try and take a TV. Well, whatever he was taking there, 22 times. The phrase, let's, you know, let's, look at target. let's look at Target. You're talking yeah. about this guy who has walked into your store 22 times in the yeah. span of 90 days. He was banned, actually. He was banned from the store and went back in there. Oh, oh, he went back in there. Like, yeah, he was banned. Think, like, security's by the front door saying, like, like after the fifth time, you say, like, listen, like, this guy keeps coming back in here after being banned. This is what he looks like. Let's stand by the front door and see if he comes back in. Like, you could have saved yourself 17 times. Yeah, I, I think maybe they wanted to see, like, just how much he would work for this 70 inch TV. Cause he, I think, I don't even think he was using a cart. It looks like he's actually, yeah, he did put it on a cart, but that's a lot of work right there. I admire it. Yeah. Yeah. Perseverance. The okay. phrase is, you know, they say if at first you don't succeed, try like 23 more times. Yeah. He didn't succeed, but I mean, he's trying. I want to know why after 22 times the judge didn't say, you know what, like maybe you need to sit in time out for a little bit and really think about what the hell you're doing <laughs> and, and, and maybe give him a, a week in prison. Well, he also is homeless. So maybe he's just trying to like, like sell it, score some alcohol, maybe some hard Mountain Dew. Or, maybe, or maybe what he's trying to do is trying to get arrested. So he spends time in jail because it's cold out there. So maybe he wants those three hots in a cot. I mean, listen, if I was homeless, that's what I would do. Or maybe he wants the hard Mountain Dew Baja Blast. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. That's probably the end goal. <laughs> All right, my gobble for the week is Joel Embiid, Sixers center, 
and has nothing to do with him being named to his fifth all-star team, nor does it have anything to do with the incredible run he's been on since around Christmas time. I think at that point he's averaging like 37 points a game or something like that. He's just been on an absolute tear. But the other night the Sixers were playing the Pelicans and him and a rookie, I'm drawing a blank on his name at the top of my head. I think it was Jose Alvarez, I want to say his name was. You know, he's on a 10-day contract. The two of them were getting into it. They both got teched. In in the NBA, when you get teed up, there's usually a fine that comes along with it. With that fine, um, Joel Embiid reached out because this kid was on a 10-day contract, reached out to him, told him that he would cover his fine, which is a classy move, you know, and it he kind of did it under the radar, didn't want it to get out, but it got out. And, you know, they asked him about it the other night, and he said, you know, like, I really didn't want it to get out, but, like, he's on a 10-day contract, you know, and I didn't want him to lose on that money, like, you know, little guy, but, like, he kept talking with me, like, I was talking shit, he was talking shit, we were going at it, and it was competitive, and I enjoyed it, and I didn't want to see him lose out on that money, so Joel Embiid is my gobbledygool for the week. All right. I'm going to say my fool is actually Jeff Garcia. Not our baby. <laughs> because he was flipping out because of what Mina uh, Mina Kimes, I think her name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I did see that. She was talking about Jeff Garcia saying, like, they're not winning because of him. Like, they're, they're winning with him, but not because of him. And he's like, you never played a down of football in your life. You never thrown a football. What do you know about football? And it's just like. You're not that guy, though. I, I don't know guy. why he would say that to her. Like, she actually knows what she's talking about. From what I've seen on NFL Live, yeah, like, she actually, is very smart. Yeah, she actually, like, knows kind of more than the, all, everybody on that show. Like, Dan Olofsky gets on my nerves, and the new <laughs> Marcus Spears, he, he barely makes sense. She really knows what she's talking about. And Jeff Garcia, I mean, people just, from what I know of him, I know that he's the guy who, like, drove Terrell Owens crazy. He literally begged to be traded out of San Fran. Like, that's how bad he was. I don't know if he has, like, CTE or if he's going through an episode, but he, like, got called into a radio show the other night, and they asked him about it, and he flipped out. He's like, you know, I don't – it's done and over with. It's in the past. I don't want to talk about it. Like, but you – why would you why would you say that about her? And now you want to get defensive. He's just – he's a gob of fool, and he should just never show his face wherever as far as that goes. All right, my God, a fool. I'm just going to refocus my attention back on the baseball writers. We, we've gotten into it. They're, they are my God, a fool for the week. I don't think there's anybody that can really top the insanity that was this week with the Baseball Writing Hall of Fame. I just I'm, – I'm done with them. I'm done with them. I'm done with that process. And I'm not even – like, I'm not even a Barry Bonds fan. Like, I, I enjoyed watching Barry Bonds play, you know, Roger Clemens – I don't think A-Roy should ever get in. You know, he cheated. He causes that 9 World Series. Him and Cole Hamels. But I just... I'm checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the baseball writers are just... And it's not all of them, but it, it is the just the association themselves and their pompous attitudes. They are They are out. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to our next thing. Actually, we're gonna close it out. What do we close out with? We always close out with. This is highly recommended. All right, so I'm gonna close out with highly recommend and do this. This is this guy on Instagram I came across. I don't know how I came across him, but his name is Poop Dad. Poop underscore Dad, and he literally, he literally just every video is just him taking a shit on camera <laughs> and you can hear it. It's so gross, but it's so funny at the same time. Look at this. After two bowls, go to the bathroom. <laughs> Back for more. It's just every, every video. This is like, this is like what he does in every video. Good morning. Start your day out with a donut. You deserve it. <laughs> it's just every video every video this guy's just doing this i don't know why it's this is so funny too i just i can't stop laughing at it 
don't think it's so much the shit now at this point. I think it's that tight ass Batman mask that he's got. Yeah, he's wearing a Batman mask in every video, just <laughs> sitting on the toilet, just dropping dumps. Like, I mean, I know we're older now. We should probably be a little more mature, but poop is for still what funny. reason? For it's what still reason? Funny. Pissing is not funny. I think if somebody videotaped themselves peeing on camera, it wouldn't be as funny. Pooping is plus piss is like a source of anger when people say, "Oh, I'm pissed off." Nobody says I'm pooped off. Right. Poop is just poop is just associated with everything funny. We should try and get this guy on the pod. I might actually DM this guy. I'm not gonna listen. Lie. Reach out. Maybe he'll come on. <laughs> like I might DM him and just be like, "How much for like ten minutes just to come on and just talk to us?" Like, <laughs> listen, re- we'll reach out and see what happens. Yeah, Can't hurt to try. I do want to see if we can somehow get him on there. Yeah. All right. So we'll wrap up the show, but before we before we end everything, I want to thank everybody who's you know supported us and taken the time to so much. to you know rate and listen. We do love you. You know, I know it's been a lot of family and friends right now. You know, we both got socials up and running for the pod, so we're gonna put Everything them out there. Just stop on the corner pod. Just type that in, whoever wherever yeah. you are. Yeah, like you can find us on Apple Podcasts now. We're we're on there. Spotify, Anchor.fm, you know, we're, we're trying to pump out you know, as, much, as much content as we can, entertain you guys. I know it's been a little bit more sports, you know, generated. We have some female listeners out there still. We'll try and get some more entertainment. Maybe we'll have a friend show just for you guys. We won't have too many sports because I only follow football and soccer. And once football is done, I might not know what to talk about. But we'll try and get mostly most sports, but – we may transition to like movies, music, whatever, because we got, you know, there's more Marvel movies coming out. We got a Batman movie coming out. So we talk about all that. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll definitely switch up the content and put more out there. But we just want to thank everybody and continue to follow along, you know, Instagram, TikTok now, Twitter. You know, we'll, we'll pull all that stuff out, and you know, in the description and stuff like that. And just follow. You can just search Stop on the Corner podcast on any of them. And we should pop up. And I would also just like to add that I'm glad that I got my camera directly in front of me this episode because yeah. the last episode I was to the side like this, like a fucking idiot. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm glad that I got that down now. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you figured that out. But um, again, thank you, everybody. And thank you for listening.